0: system splicers all right so this is our first solo session uh featuring jesse playing as can can um this is going through kind of a normal day in his life that turns into a particularly transformative day uh because this is the day that kind of launches can can into the hero lifestyle as it were I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's just get right into it. So, Can-Can is awoken this morning by a loud noise, some kind of clatter. What do you think the noise would be?
1: Well, knowing Can-Can's household, it is almost certainly one of his siblings dropping something. Because they're... Honestly, probably trying to take on too much or um, one of those one trip or die kind of things. (laughs) And Can-Can likes to sleep in whenever his parents will let him.
0: All right. So the loud clatter is followed by a scream and then some arguings as your suspicions are found to be correct. (laughs) Your siblings are screaming at each other. One of them's talking about how you gotta lift with your hind legs. And the other one's like, I'm telling you, I heard some loud thunder. It scared me, so I dropped it. There wasn't no loud thunder, you liar. It's not even cloudy outside. And they're going back and forth. And then you hear your mom's, you know, sweet but commanding voice telling them to calm down and, you know, pick it up. And now you're up for the day. So, uh, what do you think Can-Can's room situation looks like?
1: He definitely shares a room with all of his siblings. Um, So, there are piles, basically, of skins and blankets and and pillows all around the room. And mostly, I mean, they're dogs. So, they dog pile uh, at night. But they all get up fairly early in the morning because it's a whole clan if you will of hunting dogs can can is not really much of a hunter uh despite his parents continued attempts to get him into the their family business uh he just really isn't into it like he knows how to do some things but it is not his passion like it is for the rest of the family so whenever they don't insist that he accompany them That's when he gets to sleep in, like this morning. But now that he's awake, it's time to go downstairs and see how he can be of assistance to the family.
0: All right. Can-Can heads downstairs, and as normal, uh, you know, the morning's pretty chaotic, but your, your mom is doing her best to get a somewhat presentable breakfast together for everyone. She tries her best to get, like, a rotating cast of, like, five out of the seven in the family sitting down at once. So you can at least talk in passing about the day and what needs to be done. So your mom uh, sees you're awake and waves you over to the table. Uh, She puts out some fresh jerky for you. And she says, Can-can, my dear, what do you have planned for today? And you know that it's your day off. You don't actually have to do any of the, the hunting rounds or go through and check the traps or any of your normal responsibilities. You kind of have a free day today.
1: Okay. So... Can-Can, um, even though all, him and his siblings were all part of the same litter, so they were all born on the same day, considers himself the oldest because he was born first. Um, as such, he has to uh, be a good role model for his quote-unquote younger siblings. Uh, So while they're running around doing whatever they're doing, whether it be um, something helpful or typically uh, more often something less than helpful, like fighting, pushing, playing tag, whatever it is, uh, he sits all prim and proper at the table, and he smiles and he thanks his mother. And in response to the question, um, he would probably say, Well, Mom, since I have the day off, I was thinking maybe I'll go see Arlen, the the tailor, uh, see if he has anything new or interesting in his his shop, Um, and maybe go down and just, you know, check out today's fights. I think that would be interesting.
0: You're going to go to the arena?
1: Yeah. They got some pretty cool stuff going on and I can go play my, my instruments and maybe make a little bit of side money.
0: We've talked about this. It's not safe over there. What if you get pulled into some kind of fight or one of the first-
1: Nah, pers- nobody's- p- please mom, they don't look at me and see a fighter. I'm not a fighter. Uh, they look at me and they just see another puppy dog that plays a little bit of music. I play for the entertainment of the crowds, ma'am.
0: All right, all right. Whatever makes you happy, I suppose. I just hope you'll stay safe.
1: Do you know I will? I appreciate your concern.
0: Well, I suppose since you are going to see Arlen, do you think you could take a batch of skins along with you? He he had put in a small order yesterday.
1: Oh, sir, are they uh, are they already Bundled up and ready?
0: Yep, they're sitting uh, behind the front counter. It says Arlen on top and a little tag. You remember how to read, right? We've been working on that. Yeah, I got this. All right. Well, finish up your breakfast and be on your way.
1: Thanks, Mom.
0: And then she kind of herself rotates out of the table and goes, you know, off to do something important.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so Can Can finishes his breakfast. He goes to find the uh the little pack of skins with Arlen's name on it. Uh, he does a double check around, make sure he's got his uh his loot and his little trusty knife, a <laughs>
0: And by loot you mean your stringed instrument, not just all your gear in general. <laughs>
1: oh, correct. Yes, his his instrument, the loot.
0: Right. So, um, as you're on your way to grab the the pile of furs from behind the counter, why don't you go ahead and give me a perception check?
1: Okie dokie.
0: Oh my god, you just got a nat 20 on your first actual roll with (laughs) Can-Can.
1: Boo yeah, Can-Can's got some perception. I mean, he's got giant ears and a big old schnoz. Whatever it is you need him to perceive, in this instance, he's doing good.
0: So, on your way up to the counter... You see a small bit of movement behind the little shelving where the skin is, and you Mm -hmm. recognize your notorious prankster of a little sister hiding behind the skins, like, you know, trying to keep her Snickers to herself. She plans on jumping out to scare you when you try to grab the skins. How does Can-Can react to this? What does he do?
1: Can-Can is going to, he's going to go along with it. He sees her, but... He likes having fun, and he doesn't see any harm in it. So when she jumps out and, you know, does her little yappy bark to scare him, he acts duly surprised. He doesn't drop the skins or anything because <laughs> he doesn't want to make a mess. Right. But he just kind of jumps and he, like, flails his arms a little bit while still clutching the, the skins. And he gets very dramatic as he says, Oh my goodness, you surprised me!
0: Give me a performance check to really sell it.
1: Watch me get a nat one. (laughs) Oh, I got the same score! I'm doing good so far. So that was a 19,
0: so you got a 24 total. Uh, She just giggles as you over-dramatically sell this. You know, like you're having a heart attack, like it's the most scared you've ever been. And she just (laughs) chuckles maniacally and victoriously to herself as she (laughs) scampers to go get some breakfast. And you are free to go about your day now and head over to Arlen's Accoutrement
1: love it, so can can um even though for the most part uh he's got he's really busy with um the the stuff around the shop, he does his very best as he goes about town on his days off to just have a passing acquaintanceship if as it were uh with th- as many of the townsfolk as he possibly can, so as he's walking between his parents. Uh, General Store, and Arlen's Accoutrement, Uh, he gets a lot of waves and a lot of hey can-cans and hey kiddos, because a lot of these people have seen him grow up. So he's doing a lot of waving and tail wagging and ear twitching and saying hello everybody, good morning, how are you Mr. So-and-so, how are you doing Mr. Such-and-Such kind of thing uh, as he goes on his way. I like it. In general, uh, everybody likes him well enough uh, that knows anything about him. If nothing else, like just the the waving, because it's just it's nice to have somebody smile and wave at you. He's not creepy. He doesn't growl or bite people unless they deserve it. Uh, <laughs> that sort um,
0: of as as he's walking uh, over to Arlen's, so why don't we get a quick physical description of uh, Can Can?
1: Absolutely. So Can Can is basically a corgi so he's small he's yellow and white um he walks about on two legs more than he does four so he uses his front legs as basically arms and hands he's basically uh, anthropomorphic and he is kind of a a blondish he carries around his lute which is a stringed instrument much like um, a guitar or a violin he wears green and red as often as he can because those are his favorite colors so like a green tunic with maybe some red trousers
0: all right sounds good so can can makes it to arlen's without much issue uh he heads in and he gets that uh signature uh smell of arlen's like potpourri that he likes to keep the shop fresh with uh you walk past garments um all sorts of custom clothing very fancy Uh, Some custom-fitted on mannequins. Um, Some of it's very clearly like a whole section just dedicated to high-quality, durable work clothes. Um, There's a small selection of armor. And then, of course, he's got his accessories. Hats, bracelets, necklaces, all that good stuff. And as he sees you enter the store, he comes out from the back Arland is like a big uh, basset hound sort of hound folk. Um, he's got like a sewing needle sticking out of his dog mouth. He's got all sorts of like fabric samples draped over his shoulders. And he his eyes kind of light up as he sees you carrying this big batch of skins. And he's like, oh, I've been waiting for those. Thank you so much. Please just set them on the counter here.
1: When he sees Arlen, Can-Can brightens up a little bit because it always makes him feel good to see other hound folk. And there aren't too many in this town, even though they're not necessarily uncommon. There aren't very many living here. So any more that he sees, they're just kind of passing through. So um, he says, Good morning, Arlen. Yeah, I brought your order right over. My mom already had it ready this morning when I woke up. And he puts the lovely bundle of skins on the counter so that Arlen can look them over. Um Can Can realizes that he didn't stop to ask his mom if Arlen had already paid for the shipment, so he just kind of stands around for a moment. He's sure Arlen, if he's gonna pay, like is if he didn't pay, he's going to, and if he did, he's gonna make some mention of it.
0: He just thanks you for the shipment. He's not sure why you're standing there awkwardly. But if you had to guess, it would be because he already paid. And um, as you kind of stick around, he asks you, uh, Is there anything else you needed? You need some clothes or anything? Did your parents need new hunting gear? or?"
1: So Can-Can has this kind of old and dusty hat. It's just a shorter version of a top hat. It's a little bit dirty and stained because this is the hat he uses. Um, anywhere that he sits out and plays his instrument, his lute, or um, anything like that, it's his tip jar, but he just wears it on his head (laughs) whenever he's out and about. Um, nothing special about it, it's just like a a nondescript black uh, that's almost, it almost looks gray because of the amount of dirt and dust just ground into it, and in Arlen's shop, is this lovely hat that's more like a musketeer's hat it's all jaunty and fancy and has the little um the the feather in it and can-can has been eyeing this hat for quite some time but it's it's been a little on the expensive side so he he hasn't he's been saving up and he just hasn't been able to afford it up until this point he asks um so can you remind me what was the price on that hat?
0: Well, I I did get a little over ambitious when I made it. I'll admit it's a bit fancy for this town. Uh, maybe if I had made it a little more Triton friendly, one of the noble uh, lords in the area might have g- gotten interest for it. But being as it's for one of our kind, and you know it's a bit fancy, I'm thinking it's time to discount that thing. Um, just a couple silver pieces should cover the materials if you're really interested in it. Oh,
1: that would be amazing! Uh, he He's so cute as he scrambles into his pockets for, for his little pouch of gold. And he's so excited that his, his hands are fumbling. They're not really shaking, but they're kind of fumbling as he, he pokes at the drawstrings uh, and and breaks his, his little coin pouch open. And he looks over the coins and he tips the um the pouch of coins very carefully onto the counter and he's like i have just enough and he knows it's going to kind of bankrupt him for the week but that hat is so worth it and he's got nothing else he's got to spend money on and he just tells himself he's going to be extra extra especially uh, good with his chores and try and do as many as he can, maybe steal some out from under his siblings to get a little extra money this week. <laughs> <laughs> so he offers that to Arlen. He's like, is that enough?
0: Oh, I, I think that would cover it. But if, you, if you're if you going to be spending this kind of money on a hat, I mean, it should be a little bit customized for your, your own personal style. I can see you prefer the reds and the greens. Uh, this color palette clashes a little bit with that. Would you like me to uh take a bit of time to dye the hat to match your outfit a little better? <gasps> you would do that for me? Absolutely. I believe in service first.
1: Oh, you're so amazing, Arlen. Yes, that would be wonderful.
0: All right, you should be able to come, uh, come by and pick it up at the end of the day. It'll be ready for you.
1: <laughs> I will be back before you close out for the night. Thank you so much.
0: Have a good day. I'll see you then.
1: You too. And Can-Can, like, is practically skipping as he leaves the shop and starts making his way towards the arena, because now that he's spent all of his money, uh, his mom doesn't have to worry about him gambling, because that's part of the reason she's concerned for his <laughs> his well-being. Um, And he also kind of wants to try to make a little bit of that money back if he can, by playing his his loot for for the crowds.
0: Okay. Cool. So Can Can heads off toward the arena. Uh it's not a particularly like huge, like gladiator style uh Coliseum. Um it's just fairly simple log construction. There's plenty of seating. Um the ground has been dusted and pounded flat several times over to prevent, you know, sip- slipping and Uh, like mud build up and as can can makes his way through the gates to the arena he's greeted by the usual suspects you got your uh gambling addicts arguing over the smallest bets making side bets on their side bets um you got the a couple of pseudo celebrities uh regulars who basically make their entire living just fighting in the arena in these uh sort of non-lethal exhibition fights You know, they're using, um, blunted weapons, um, their armor is protective enough that nobody's going to get seriously hurt. There's a talented cleric standing by with both, um, mundane and magical means to keep anyone from, you know, dying or losing a limb, and I think Kan-Kan has a passing relationship with most of them. You said he likes to hang out here a lot, right?
1: Yeah, this is where he makes the majority of his kind of side money. And so he's he's got a passing, you know, at least a greeting relationship with, with everybody that's a regular here. Okay.
0: So you're greeted by a few of those people. You exchange pleasantries. And the uh, the one other musician in town... Um, he usually plays at the inn at night, but during the day, he plays this big set of drums for the arena, and there are certain beats or rhythms, you know, certain cues that fights are about to start or that they've reached their halfway mark or whatever. He'll play faster when a fight's getting exciting.
1: Yeah, he's the atmosphere guy. And sometimes when Can-Can comes to the fight, um, he he tries to assist in that role without being in the way, which um, has kind of put them a little bit at odds. Not not too much. They're not exactly rivals. Uh, Can-Can's just trying to help, but they have had a word or two. Um, if Can-Can misreads the fight and kind of screws up the cues, um, or, you know, just sometimes the guy feels like his toes are being stepped on. And he's like, <laughs> hey, this is my racket. Step off. Uh, you know. But Can-Can continues to come back. So they have kind of a a weird relationship, as it were.
0: Uh-huh. All right. Makes sense. Uh, so this guy uh, is a frog folk. He's sort of a oh. big, um, basically the equivalent of what Can-Can is for dogs. This guy is for a toad and one unique okay. thing about this particular toad is that he actually has a parasite um, he would call it a, um, a symbiote because he doesn't have anything against the thing but it's sort of um, a nasty somewhat rare creature that actually eats the tongue of the frog and then takes its place uh, usually mm-hmm. um, this results in the death of the frog folk eventually but this particular uh, frog folk has, you know, managed a relationship with the thing, and it will actually let him have some of the food every once in a while. Um, and their friendship has grown to the point where they actually perform together. So the frog folk can sing in he, his deep, baritone voice, which he usually does in a tavern, and then the little parasite tongue will kind of pop out and accompany him. And even though it's kind of. Um, creepy it's very creepy uh (laughs) and it's sort of a small insectile voice so it can't really carry a note but it can rap very quickly so (laughs) this uh frog's musical performances are very unique it's basically him singing opera with uh rap breakdowns from the parasite that has replaced his tongue
1: that's so creepy and weird and interesting (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I like it. So
0: this is the guy on the drums. Um, give me a second to come up with his name. So this frog's name is Dematon. So Dematon is the big frog person on the drums. Um, and he starts playing that the sequence of beats that lets everyone know that the, the fights are about to start.
1: Alright, so what Can Can does is he sits down um near the edge uh, as close as he can get to the edge of the, the fight without risking ending up in the fight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he starts kind of playing a, a simple set of notes along with the drum beat. He keeps it a little low, uh, so a little more geared towards the people immediately around him, because he's not ready to uh, potentially get on Dematon's bad side today. But he wants to make a little bit of money. So his hat is on the ground nearby, uh, inviting people who like him to
0: put some, put
1: some money aside
0: for him. I like it. Alright, so the rhythm picks up. And the announcer comes out. Uh, he's this older human with a very like radio announcer style voice. And he comes out, he's like, Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're ready for a great set of fights. And you know the, the fifteen or so people in the crowd all kind of cheer. First up, we have in this corner and he, he just kind of points to one of the one end of the arena. We have Gary and, like, one person just loses their mind. Like, oh, my God, it's Gary! Oh, Gary, you're the best! <laughs> and he's just kind of this human in in some, you know, basic leather armor with a pair of clubs, and he walks out and raises his arms, and there's, you know, some polite clapping. And over here, in a surprise return, it is. And what is the name of Can-Can's favorite fighter ever?
1: I would have to say, what is from Spartacus, the guy's, uh, the Gaul?
0: Crixus? The champion
1: that hates Crixus. That's the one.
0: All right. So is it... Crixus the Mighty. Is it just Crixus? Like, he's a human barbarian or whatever?
1: Yeah, that's his um he's so he goes from town to town doing these pit fights. So his stage name is Crixus the Mighty. All right. Can-Can doesn't actually know his his real name. Uh just the stage name.
0: All right, sounds good. And in this corner, Crixus the Mighty. And out, out of the shadows from the preparation area, Crixus steps out, and everyone goes crazy. Even the person that was screaming out for Gary is like, "Oh my God, Gary is so screwed! <laughs> He's dead!" <laughs> um,
1: yes, Can Can is also super excited. Um, he so Crixus doesn't really know Can Can, uh, probably at all. Um, probably not even really in passing, because I don't know. Uh, but basically can-can made him a a theme song
0: that because, is because you awesome. know he's
1: yes he's super excited over over Crixis he's gone to every fight he possibly could um if Crixis was fighting in a nearby town and Can-Can was able to go he would totally go um so he just he has made his idol a theme song and he starts playing this theme song um and he he watches you know crixis move uh, about the arena and with his with his arm movements and things and he tries to match the tempo of this theme song to the fighter's movements
0: all right give me a performance check with that adrenaline right. running through your veins the attention of all the people in the crowd let's see how can can performs yeah!
1: He's doing good! 23. So,
0: yeah, that's a, another really good role. <laughs> Uh Can-Can just nails it. As Crixus kind of struts out, um, it's like uh, when you see, when you're watching Iron Man and ACDC starts to play. It just fits Crixus yeah. perfectly. Uh, he struts out with his, um, his scale mail armor with that You know, his whole left arm is more heavily armored than his right. He's got a pair of short swords, uh, blunted off, of course. And he just strolls right up to Gary. And he he hears your music. You can tell it catches him. And he looks over and he makes eye contact with Can-Can. And, you know, he can't look too friendly. He's got to look intimidating right now. But he gives you a very manly nod of approval
1: can can's tail starts wagging so fast He is so <laughs> excited he's just like oh my idol just looked at me what
0: and then Crixus just sprints across the arena uh gary puts up he G- gary tries let's he, you gotta, gotta give him a little credit he, he tries but he's just overwhelmed you could tell that this was a fixed warm-up fight for Krixis. Uh He'll almost definitely be spotlighting um, the main event later tonight. This is just kind of a warm-up for him. And he does, you know, his his signature uh, acrobatic rolling double-slash finishing move on Gary and just knocks him cold. And the crowd goes wild.
1: And during the fight, Can-Can goes back to, you know, Normal trying to keep up with uh, Dematon, but as soon as Crixus wins, that Thief song comes out again, and he's just like, Yeah! And he's so excited. And like the whole time, Can Can was up and he was cheering, he was like, Yeah, quick that! Beat him up! Give him the old, you know, whatever his you know, signature moves are outside of the finishing blow, like, Give him the old hook! Whatever it is. Um, so he's super excited.
0: Uh, Since you performed so well, this time when you play the theme song, Demetane actually changes the beat to keep up with you. And he he similarly gives you that, that nod of approval. And as he smiles, you know, frogs don't really have teeth, but his mouth moves in the shape of a smile, and the little parasite in his mouth pops out. And that worm is also smiling and nodding at you in approval before retreating back into Demetan's mouth. Oh man,
1: this is totally just
0: Can-Can's game. So hyped. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, during the celebration, uh, Can-Can just gets kicked right over by this drunk, overzealous, uh, fellow celebrator, and when his loot gets knocked to the ground, oh. you can hear it getting knocked out of tune. One of the strings nearly snaps, the neck kind of warps a bit. Uh, the guy takes a step to recover and stomps on kan hat, knocking out the couple copper pieces that had been tossed into it, and this drunken human just turns at Kan-Kan and says, Watch where you're playing, you furry little bastard!
1: Excuse you, you elitist Quats blossom? I've been here for hours. You step off. Uh,
0: uh, <laughs> He's mad now. I step off. Why don't you step up? You wanna you wanna fight? Huh? Is that what you want? Well we're in the perfect place to do it. Why don't we do it? And he kicks can Can's hat and the coins go flying through the stands, kinda making jingles as they land in the the log benches.
1: And Kan can has a moment where he could go one of two ways. He's never fought in his life. So he could just break down in angry tears, angry, frustrated tears, and just stomp off. And that's, that's what he should do. That's what his mom would want him to do. But he's, he was having such a good day. And he's so angry at the injustice of this drunken asshole just ruining his song. And now he's got to spend all of this time. And the more, like, this is happening in the span of a... uh, like half a second but the more he thinks about how much work he's going to have to put into fixing the, the tuning on his loot and he just lost the copper coins that he had he had worked so hard to get because you know the people in the crowd aren't going to give it back that, that he just decides you know what let's do it and he basically just shoves the drunk guy he's so angry
0: the drunk guy stumbles back and like leans up against the railing that leads into the arena, and you can see his eyes kind of go wide as he definitely wasn't expecting that from you. Uh, the guy's not huge by any means; he's pretty average build, but he's still you know nearly twice your height. And he's just like, "All right, if you if you want to do this, then let's do this." And he jumps over into the arena, and he kind of stumbles over to Gary's clubs and scoops him up. Uh, meanwhile, the cleric is, has dragged uh, Gary off and is tending to his wounds. The announcer guy is talking to someone else about, you know, setting up the next fight. Crixus has already gone back to backstage in the preparation rooms. So, you know, uh, Demitan kind of looks over and he sees a combatant in the arena with a weapon. He just instinctively starts playing, you know, a fight's going on. And everyone's a bit confused, but they look towards the middle of the arena kind of expectantly. And this drunk guy points the club at you, and he's like, Well, come on, then. Let's do it.
1: So Can-Can hops into the ring. Um, he he left his his hat and his loot where they were because, I mean, nobody's going to care about his uh, instrument. Um, and there's nothing left in the hat for anybody to steal, which he's pissed about. <laughs> so all he has in his hands are... Uh, his little... His butterfly knife... A fashion. Uh
0: You've gotten the attention... Of the announcer guy... And he turns and he, he looks a bit confused and concerned... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Looks like we have an unannounced bout! A special surprise fight for your viewing pleasure! Unfortunately, one of our combatants... Does have an illegal weapon and then you hear, like, and a rounded-off practice dagger sticks into the ground right near you, and as you turn to see where it came from, you see Crixus leaning in the doorway, and he just gives you a nod.
1: Um, Upon first seeing Crixus... Can-Can's ears perked up and he's he's all happy and like this huge goofy grin splits his face but as soon as that nod happens Can-Can gets all serious like real quick and he nods all super serious back but of course it looks goofy on his cute little doggy face <laughs> um, <laughs> but he puts he puts a in away And picks up the practice dagger, hefts it a couple of times to kind of get the feel of the weight. um, Just because he's like, oh man, I've never done this before. And he has like a brief instant of, oh man, what am I doing? Mom would kill me. Uh, And then he's just like, alright, let's do this.
0: Alright, it seems our combatants are properly equipped. Let's get ready to fight! And the crowd is, you know, they get shaken out of their surprise and just start... Cheery. Uh Demitan looks kind of concerned as this little dog is just standing there with a wooden knife but he continues to do his job playing those big drums and the drunk guy charges at you let's go ahead and roll some initiative so can can uh, with a 21 which I should note is the fourth roll of his existence in actual canon and is the fourth roll over 20 <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling <probably> good tonight <laughs> Uh, he easily outpaces the drunken human and is able to act before the drunken bastard can. So what does can do?
1: So as he sees this uh, drunken monkey, as it were, uh, charging at him, he uses the knife. Um, and what he's aiming to do is just kind of... since it's Since it's a dull knife, he just kind of wants to like stab into the dude's gut and sidestep as this guy like barrels past
0: Ooh, and not such a good roll this time yeah. <laughs> that's okay can- so, can's not much of a fighter uh, as he yeah. as can can cl- closes the gap the big guy just puts raises his club over his head in both hands and kind of overexposes himself even more than can can was expecting and uh, he kind of lunges forward and Can can panics and tries to stab at his gut, but more focuses on the dodging part as the drunk guy just swings and misses and stumbles past him. And the two of you kind of square up again. And he's like, eh, Not so tough now, are you? You stupid dog. And he comes crashing in with his club, rolling a four and just completely missing. Uh, he, hits, <laughs> he hits the ground and some dirt flies up. Uh, some of it gets into his mouth and he's like sputtering it out as he leaves himself wide open for Can-Can's next move
1: which is going to be a vicious mockery Can-Can stands um, he would be standing over the guy but he doesn't want to get that close (laughs) and he's super tiny so he is doing his best to look all big and tough as he says you white trash fuck fuck it in vicious mockery of this drunken man's worthless attempt to attack.
0: Uh, you can tell the drunken man looks incredibly hurt. Uh, he winces his invisible pain at the insult. And he tries his best to shake it off, but it, it's clear that it's affecting him. And as he's like, y- you're the fuck socket, and he stumbles forward to attack you, uh, he completely misses yet again with a roll of a nine. Uh, and the crowd is just giving him no end of shit and you can see he's starting to get disheartened a bit
1: alright so um, as he misses and stumbles Can-Can wanting to add injury to the insult uh, takes this dull dagger and just like brings it down handle first on the back of this guy's head
0: so you do like a little hop to jump yep (laughs) Well, with a roll of a 23 and nearly max damage on your dagger, uh, in addition to the damage from the Vicious Mockery, that actually knocks this guy out cold, and he falls face-first into the dirt. Uh, One big breath kind of escapes his mouth, shooting more dust into the air, as the crowd goes absolutely nuts over what was essentially you just one-shotting the guy, (laughs) at least in their (laughs) mind. And the crowd goes wild... Uh, Demetan starts wailing on those drums, and they all start chanting, Can Can, Can Can, Can Can. And you see Crixis there, nodding in approval.
1: Oh, man. Can Can's so excited. His tail is wagging like crazy. He just kind of holds his hands up like in, vic- in a timid victory pose. He's like, Yay! And he kind of looks around a little bit, and then he's like, All right, well, I. I should not be here, uh, is kind of his, his train of thought. <laughs> and he, you know, he's not really a, a show-offy dog, so he kind of does a, a quick little bow and scampers back to the edge of the arena. Uh,
0: so as Can-Can is gathering up his hat and his loot and trying to find what he can of the coins that were lost, uh, he hears kind of a cough off to his side. And standing there is Crixus with his helmet off. And for the first time, you're seeing him up close uh, with all his, you know, battle scars, his his rugged jawline, his stubble. And he's standing there, uh, kind of watching you. And he approaches. You feeling all right there, killer?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good, thanks.
0: That was a pretty impressive display out there. You fight often?
1: No, that was uh, actually my first time.
0: Your first time? Well, that calls for a bit of a celebration, I'd say.
1: Oh, 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 really?
0: Crixus reaches into his, a little pouch at his hip, and he grabs a gold coin, and he flicks it to you. And then he pulls, um, it's, you've seen this wooden dagger before in his fights. Uh, something that he likes to do is throw one of his short swords and try to throw someone off balance with it before pulling this wooden practice knife out of his sandal to try to finish his opponent off with a surprise move. He pulls that dagger out from his sandal and he kind of flips it around and catches it by the blade and hands it over to you, uh, presenting the handle first.
1: And, like, Can-Can is fangirling so hard. <laughs> um, he's just, he he looks at Crixus and he looks at the gold coin and he looks at the, the offered knife and he's just like, uh, uh, and he kind of reaches out real slowly and he takes the handle of the knife and he looks at it and he looks at Crixus and he looks at that knife and he's like, Are you sure? This is your signature your knife!
0: Little industry secret for you, kid. Those wooden weapons break all the time. That's my 14th signature knife.
1: <laughs> okay! He just kind of clutches it to his chest like it's the most precious thing he's ever held <laughs> in his hand. And he just, he can't help it. He's fangirling really hard. He's like... I'm probably your biggest fan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I sure do appreciate that. Listen, kid. Never give up, alright? You chase whatever your passion is. You got a real knack for this kind of stuff. You you keep at it, alright? Yes, sir. Will do. Grixis gives another one of his manly nods and just walks away back towards the preparation area. And uh, at that point, one of the owners, one of the operators of the arena, runs up. And he's like, "Can, can? What were you thinking? Uh, uh, what would your mom say? Hmm? What would your dad say?" Please don't tell her. Please don't tell him. Please don't tell
1: them I did that. I was just really angry. Ah, oh, I will never do that again.
0: If you think
1: Although that's probably a lie.
0: If you think for one moment that the rumor mill of this little town ain't gonna make the biggest deal out of this all week, you got to be out of your dang mind. Of course, they're gonna find out.
1: Then I guess I should go home and tell them first,
0: huh? Yeah, you better tell them exactly what happened. And you tell them that you got my full endorsement if you ever want to come back and do that again. Because that was awesome, Can-Can. I've never seen nothing like that before.
1: Oh, really?
0: Oh, yeah, you got you got a real talent for this, little buddy. I saw him talking to you.
1: Oh man, my mom would hate that. But <laughs> I mean it was it was so invigorating.
0: Well, like I said, any, anytime you're you're welcome back, all right? Just I, I prefer you get your parents permission first, all right?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, get go ahead and run on home. You stay safe.
1: All right. Bye. Thank you.
0: And the uh You see the owner-operator of the arena meeting up with one of the town guards. uh, And they're both standing over the drunk guy. And you see them kind of talking and, like, confirming some discussion. And the guard, like, roughly grabs the drunk guy and searches him. And then someone else, like, yeah, that's mine. And they bust the drunk guy for stealing from the crowd and they haul him off to jail. As you uh, go off and do head back home, I would assume.
1: Yes. Uh, Can-Can is in fact going to head home. He doesn't go straight home. Uh, Can-Can goes home from the arena like he promised, but he makes a quick pit stop at Arlen's on the way for that lovely uh, fancy hat he bought earlier in the day. And he can't help but be the first person to tell Arlen what happened either, although he does tell kind of a watered-down version, probably a A similarly watered down version that he's going to tell his parents uh, a little later on.
0: Arlen seems just completely blindsided by the idea of you fighting in the arena, yet alone winning, but he seems very proud and impressed, and um, he pulls out the hat, and it's dyed to the exact shade of red and green that Can-Can is currently wearing. Uh, and as he hands it over, he says, you're going to want to wait um, maybe a day or so before you put that on. I'm not sure that it's completely dry yet. You know what I mean?
1: That's okay. Oh, it's, it's more beautiful than I imagined it. Thank you so much.
0: Anytime, Can-Can. You come home back if you want something else made, all right?
1: right? Will do, definitely. And that's when Can-Can scurries home. It's time to have that conversation with his with his parents, I mean to be fair, like can can's not a child, but you know he's he still lives with his parents, and it's only appropriate to you know it's polite to tell his parents what they're gonna hear tomorrow mm-hmm. and be mad at him about <laughs> he's in that like
0: late teens equivalent, yeah regardless of his actual age, yeah, I don't know how dog ears works in this setting, but you know. <laughs> uh all right, so Can Can heads home. Uh the discussion with the parents goes well enough. Uh they see that you didn't get hurt. Uh you got an entire gold piece, uh which they do confiscate as sort of a punishment for fighting without their permission or blessing. Um Aww, but you can tell put it on my character <laughs> <laughs> You can tell that your father, Rufus, is like super proud. He's just beaming. But he's he's doing, you know, the responsible dad thing of like, you know, you could have been seriously hurt. You should have at least let us bid there in case something happened. Um, but after a little while, you you actually gain both of their blessing to do it again on the condition that the the whole family gets to come watch and you need to share whatever you earn in there with the family um, because they're going to allow you to focus on this. You don't. You're no longer obligated to help with all the hunting stuff. If you can find a good mentor, they'll let you train. And if if being an arena fighter is what you want to do, they will support you.
1: And that is amazing to Can Can. Like, not only is he getting out of doing this thing, because it's not that he disapproves of hunting. Of course not. It's what his family does. It's how they they make their livelihood. He can't possibly, you know in good conscience, disapprove of his entire family like that. Um, but it's just not what he's been interested in. Like hunting other, like hunting animals is just not his deal. Um, he'd be more likely to be found in a meadow full filled with butterflies. Uh, <laughs> playing his instruments or tuning his instruments. So, Or apparently
0: um, in a dirty arena beating up drunken <laughs> jerks. Right? Uh,
1: Which apparently is very, like, would seem very outside of character for him, but um, he likes doing both. Um, So yes, he definitely would accept that and, like, run with it.
0: All right. So Can-Can is able to return to his room. All of his siblings are still busy with their chores. Um, So you're able to kind of access the hidden little stash that you have um why don't you go ahead and tell us what your your savings is all for and about and you know what kind of progress you're making towards that goal
1: okay so can can's ultimate goal is to save up and leave the town he wants to travel um so he wants his music to be he wants to be able to play his music in other places where you know Ideally, he wants to go somewhere where music is truly appreciated, because here in this town, it's not that it's shunned or anything, but they would much rather go watch an arena fight than go listen to somebody, uh, you know, pretty twiddly music and such. Like, it's just not who they are. So he wants to go somewhere where music really is the center of entertainment. So he is saving up to go do that. And his savings are are a little slim right now, especially after buying the fancy hat.
0: So we end our one-shot here with Kan can kind of going over his savings. Um, but there's still plenty of daylight left, and Kan can does need a mentor. Uh, do you think that's something he works on today?
1: Yeah, if there's still plenty of daylight left, that is definitely something he's going to scurry back to the arena and talk to the owners and operators, as it were, as to who might be willing to do such a thing. Like, obviously, if Can-Can could get Crixis to train him, that would be ideal, but <laughs> Crixis is a busy man, um, and doesn't, you know, he's not specifically a local, so probably off the table there, but...
0: Oh yeah, I wouldn't get your Yeah, no, up for but that he definitely one. like he goes <laughs>
1: to the owner operators and he's like Hey, so my parents they agreed. They they agreed to let me come back. But I I need to know, you know, when my bouts are gonna be so I can have them come out and watch and I need someone to twain me because I don't know that I could take on A non dwunken opponent and have any chance of winning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The operator kind of smiles and uh, he puts a hand on your shoulder as the two of you walk into his office and the door shuts and the screen just kind of fades to black. And that's it. The end. Love it. Alright, so that wraps up our first solo session with Cancan. Uh, I really like how this one turned out. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how Can develops as a character moving forward. Uh, next episode, we'll be interviewing another player and running through a solo session with their character as we build up to the proper start of the campaign. I hope you liked the episode, and if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at System Splicers or you can send an email to systemsplicers at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you, uh, and we'd really love to start implementing suggestions and feedback from listeners out there. Thank you for giving the podcast a listen, and I hope you'll stick with us as we continue to grow.